Hey guys, it's Steve Baker, your friendly neighborhood pragmatic constitutionalist, TPC for short. I am still in Tampa for this Memorial Day weekend, and uh, this is the place where we will have the kickoff um, event, actually the first of our series of 2021 TPC road trip meetups. And we'll be having that on this uh, coming Tuesday uh, evening at the Grand Cathedral Cigars, uh, which is down in the um, Ebor District, and I've got all that information available on all of our social media sites and uh, every everywhere else that you can find us. So find us on Locals, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, uh, MeWe, Gab, blah 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 blah, all 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 of those, all of the things. And I am uh, going to start off here uh, before I get into the meat and the gist of kind of my weekend wrap up of all that I had spent time on in the last few days i want to do a memorial day tribute since i'm actually here in tampa in honor of uh, a great uncle of mine from tampa who i never actually had the opportunity the privilege to meet Uh, this is my father's uncle uh, and his name was hubert molden and unfortunately i'm going to read here a, a letter from the president of the united states and this is that type of letter that a parent never ever wants to receive And it says, in grateful memory of Staff Sergeant Hubert R. Molden, who died in the service of his country in the Mediterranean area, April 20th, 1945. He stands in the unbroken line of patriots who have dared to die that freedom might live and grow and increase its blessings. Freedom lives and through it he lives in a way that humbles the undertakings of most men. Signed, Harry Truman, President of the United States of America. Also, I have a newspaper clipping uh, from the Tampa paper here back in 1945, and they ran a story about the posthumous uh, Bronze Star Award that was given in the name of Hubert Molden. The title of the newspaper article is Heroism of Tampon Cited After Death. And it reads as follows. Staff Sergeant Hubert R. Molden, son of George Molden of 5201 30th Street, has been awarded the Bronze Star Medal posthumously for heroic achievement in action on the 5th Army Front in Italy on April 20, 1945. The soldier was serving with C Company of the 357th Wolverine Regiment of the 85th Custer Division at the time of the action. The citation accompanying the medal reads as follows. When his platoon was halted by fire from an enemy self-propelled gun during a river crossing operation, Molden, platoon guide, crawled forward under intense enemy shell fire to locate the hidden weapon. Spotting the weapon, he crawled back and led friendly tanks forward to engage the enemy. He was killed instantly in the ensuing action, but his courage was an inspiration to all members of his company. If you notice the date of his death, April 20, 1945, this was only days before the war was over. Thank you for your service and your sacrifice, Uncle Hubert. All right, uh, because I've unleashed the torrent, as it were, these past few days, today I went and I downloaded and backed up all of my Facebook data uh, for the 
the 10, 12, 11, 11, 12 years that I've been on Facebook. And uh, that was, you know, there's a process for doing that. And so I hadn't done that here in quite some time. So I went in and I caught everything up. So I have all of my data, all of everything that I've written there. Now, of course, now we're, we're duplicating that in other locations, but there's still it was a period of a few months that I didn't have everything backed up. But uh, that is obviously just in case because I have um, I've removed the governor from my pen yet again uh, on Facebook. And I'll talk about a little bit about why I've done that. I, I, just, I just don't care anymore. I'm going to speak the truth and I'm going to let it rip. And I've been too careful of late and it's just time for me to say a few things that just need to be said. Also, just in case, I need everyone that's listening to this to please just take a few minutes and go join us on Locals. Join our Locals community. Please do that now or today or sometime right away before you forget. And look, even if even if you don't want to bother with a you know the extra time and effort to put into another social media community, I, I totally get that. I, I mean, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Facebook is Main Street. It's Main Street social media. And many of you, like myself, have been around there for a long time. We're comfortable there. Our friends, our family are there. The, the non-political stuff that we do is all there. I get it. I totally get it. And some of you just don't want the hassle of starting over somewhere else. Well, I'm, I'm not asking you to start over on Locals. You don't need to uh, even think about locals like a social media site. It's basically another type of uh, platform for just those that want to follow TPC, follow me, follow the Pragmatic Constitutionalist. You don't have to follow anybody else there. In fact, you can go subscribe to our page. It's the pragmaticconstitutionalist.locals.com. And that's the only thing you will ever see. You'll never see any forced content from anyone else. You'll only see things that come up and pop up on that particular page. You don't have to sign up and follow anybody else. You don't have to, you know, build a community. You don't have to invite anybody. You don't need to. You don't need to. That's just not what that's about. It's inviting friends and that sort of thing. It's just not the same kind of deal. It's a completely different type of community. But uh, fortunately for us, it's a community that doesn't restrict our reach deplatform us, put us in Facebook jail or locals jail that doesn't exist. There's no locals jail in our community. Uh, just go go download the app uh, from your app store and set your preferences up so that you just see my posts. And uh, in case we disappear from Facebook in the coming days, uh, you'll know exactly where TPC is. So it's, it's just that easy. And you don't need to go through the whole process of building another community. So don't worry about that. It's free to subscribe. You do not have to, and you're under no obligation whatsoever to support us over there, although that option does exist and it is provided over there and and we would appreciate it if you would because there's no advertisement we're not selling any stuff over there we only are able to do what we're doing right now we're only experiencing the growth that we're experiencing and being able to put together the additional things that we're doing expansion wise with tpc because of your generous support that's it there's my commercial all right let's look at some of the things uh this week that have energized me and set my tongue free so to speak to say what i please on, on facebook and elsewhere obviously uh we can begin with the acknowledgement by the biden administration and then of course the follow-up by all the big tech you know speech arbiters that we can now openly express our doubts about the origins of the covid19 virus as it relates to the wuhan lab with all of that going on I, I, I kind of feel free again. 
you know, it was it was just as little as two months ago. If you questioned the origins of the virus, whether it was from a wet market or whether it was something that was released or accidentally escaped from the Wuhan lab, uh, you could be deplatformed. You could be kicked off of Twitter. You could have be demonetized or actually be shut down from YouTube for just bringing it up. Well, that's been released. And I'm hoping because so many other things are now being proven wrong on behalf of what the fact checkers and their overlords at big tech media and their sycophants at the uh, mainstream media and their uh, puppet masters uh, in the leftist political class. It's, what they've gotten wrong is just coming as I've said over and over again, in waves and in torrents now. And so I'm just hoping that this is, is going to be released. And, you know, maybe uh, Zuckerberg and some of the others will, will step in and just release these restrictions on my page and other people's pages as well. I don't know. I don't expect it, but we'll, we'll see. And, and plus there's some lawsuits coming through and working their way through the uh, courts that are challenging what Facebook and YouTube and others have been doing. And these are lawsuits from some big players out there, not smaller voices like my own. So maybe there will be a trickle-down effect, and I'll benefit, and we'll benefit, and you'll benefit from those bigger guys uh, taking it uh, to the to the courts. So anyway, uh, that that kind of got me kicked off this week and got me really hyper. And in fact, there's a, uh, a, a the pre the most recent podcast before this one. Go check it out. I'm really riled in that one about all the all the above. In addition to all of that, there is the the little blurb I wrote on the unmitigated gall of President Biden taking credit for job growth in his first three months as president that exceeded, according to this chart that he published on all of his social media accounts, that exceeded President Trump's last three months by a factor of about eight to one. Now, that's as I said, uh, in the at some future time, when the phrase online, if you Google up the phrase unmitigated gall, it should include that chart that uh, Biden published on his or, or some intern or whoever staff member published on all of his social media accounts. Because, you know, the the three months prior to his coming becoming president was at the height of the winter COVID surge and at the most intense period of lockdowns by all the governors. The term unmitigated gall and President Biden and that particular chart, they deserve each other. And you guys know, I don't have to explain myself, my less than enthusiastic feelings about President Trump, but the vaccines were in fact developed during his administration. The same can be said of the distribution process and mechanisms and the leadership that is currently distributing the vaccines. That was all developed in, during his administration. So credit where credit is due shouldn't be that hard to come from the Biden administration. But obviously, it's not going to happen. Uh, as to the specific return of jobs, Biden would do well to acknowledge the jump in jobs in, during his first three months of his presidency are actually a direct result of those red state governors who lifted restrictions and lockdown measures while his blue state comrades persisted in their Iron Curtain approach to jobs and economic growth. And of course, until most of them were then forced to play 
catch up. They were being embarrassed by the governors from the likes of you know Florida here and Texas and, and elsewhere. So the truth still means something to some of us in all regards. Let's see. Also this week, we also had Senator Rand Paul nailing Dr. Fauci on his gain-of-function funding for that Wuhan lab and Paul's then subsequent success in getting an amendment passed to prevent that from happening in the future. We hope. I covered, uh, as I said, most of that in uh, the previous podcast to this one just a couple of days ago. So by all means, go check that one out. All right, so let's talk a little bit now about uh, these digital COVID passports. I covered and wrote a short article following a story in the AP News that was entitled, Danes Present Digital Coronavirus Passport. And let me just give you a couple of really short quotes from that article. It said, and I quote, people will either have the code scanned or will flash it before entering an airport, a harbor, a train station, a hairdresser, or an eatery. And then the person explaining the passport said, it is a solution that is very easy to use. Well, of course it is. Uh, this, this is just classic progressive incrementalism and psychological conditioning of the masses to accept you know, the more complicated step, uh, next step. There's been a lot of scuttlebutt in the anti-vaxxer conspiracy community that the entire point of the COVID-19 virus was just to get this vaccine uh, into the human population and for people to accept a vaccine that you know, alters DNA or sterilizes humans or it otherwise creates some sort of you know coming mass extinction event well you guys know me better than that I, I don't buy any of the above conspiracies or whatever variation might be going around that said i'm still not going to take the jab not because i don't think that it works it's just that I'm going to lead from the front. If I'm going to complain about these COVID vaccines and if I'm going to complain about uh, rather the mandatory aspect of the vaccines, then I feel like I need to lead from the front. So I will become uh, even louder in my opposition to mandatory COVID vaccination requirements and the implement implementation of vaccine passport technologies as well. The end game here, look, is far more subtle and requires no need to kill off half of the world's population with, you know, some nefarious vaccine. Look, do you really think that these evil bureaucrats and those mad scientists want to kill off the most readily compliant and submissive sheep-like half of the population, leaving no one else here on earth but us, the rebellious freedom, liberty-loving types that we are. Do you think they really want to kill off the other half and leave just us behind to contend with? I mean, come on. Some conspiracies are easy to uh, dismiss. So take a deep breath and think about it. It doesn't matter at this point whether the virus was accidentally or purposefully released from the Wuhan lab. What matters is the advantage being taken by autocratically predisposed leaders, the, the elites, the bureaucrats, the politicians, the oligarchs, etc., etc., after the virus began to spread. We needn't, right at this time, review the last 15 months, but what we need to do is we need to focus on what is being prepared for us in the near future. Progressives are highly predictable. They play the long game. They dismantle individual liberties and establish you know, greater dependency upon the state in just small, 
incremental steps. That's their MO. The COVID event simply gave them an opportunity to make much larger steps in a much shorter time frame. You know, what they quickly discovered to their obvious delight is how easily the largest percentage of the population citizenry were willing to give up a lot of freedoms for a little more security. In fact, many studies are now showing those sacrifices of liberty that were made by Americans didn't really help at all. Lockdowns, masks, and many other measures actually had little to no effect in hampering the transmission of COVID-19. And in some cases, may have actually exacerbated the spread of COVID. That doesn't even take into account the vast, vast uh, economic, political, physiological, and psychological collateral damages of these lockdown measures and distancing measures and masking measures and all the other things that we had to contend with in the last 15 months. Most disappointingly for me is that Americans sacrificed our liberties statistically now for what we understand to be for little to no additional safety or advantage, if any at all. You see, the vaccine passport push has but one highly predictable and desired outcome, and that's the conditioning, the programming, the training, the brainwashing of the planet's population to accept what will ultimately be a universal tracking technology, one that allows a central command and control technocracy to, to track and control all of our earnings, our spending, our movements, and literally every activity of everyone, everyone. And that has always been the end game of the Marxist behind you know, progressive clothing. But it has um, only been in recent years that this technology to achieve this goal had even become feasible. They just needed an event or maybe a series of events to palliate the way, to make the way open for them to, to push this forward a little bit faster. Now, worldwide, the Chinese are certainly leading the charge you know, with their own social tracking technologies. The, uh, the Europeans seem to be just more than anxious to plug right in to a system like that, uh, similar to what the Chinese are putting out there. And once again, it, it falls on us. It, it, it will once again be America and whatever remaining vestige of our you know, liberty DNA flows through the American populace and in our bloodstreams that must now hold the line against the quickening descent that we see into this wanton international, you know, desire for subservience uh, to some, you know, higher power that can keep us safe. You know, if we fail, if we fall, the whole world falls. We're it. We're the line in the sand. And if we fall, that leaves, uh, you know, the Chinese, the Islamists, the Russians, even the Western neo-Marxist fascists to, you know, to duke it all out once we're gone, once they've taken, taken us off, taken us out, rather. It's no more complicated than that. The true conspiracy, if you will, is far more insidious and doesn't require imaginary biohacks from Moderna or Pfizer, vaccine makers and the like. Uh, wasting and diluting our efforts and our messaging on such nonsense as zombie creating vaccines is just the wrong strategy for what's waiting for us ahead. All right, so yesterday I wrote another piece, and this was spurred on by a Reason magazine article entitled Plexiglass Barriers 
are everywhere, but they're probably useless. I open the article by saying, how many times in the last 14 months have I written some variation on the following? When the true science and data begins to be revealed, we're going to learn that most of the mitigation strategies forced upon us either don't work, actually exacerbate the problem, or have unintended consequences worse than the disease itself. More recently, I've been insistent that there is a coming torrent of studies, research, and data that are going to dismantle the long-approved COVID narrative fed to us by our medical bureaucrats and their sycophantic MSM and big tech speech police and their fact-checkers over the last 15 months. The lists of the aforementioned are just far too long to cover in this short piece. That's why we're writing a book right now called The Scamdemic Book. Yet, in another example of COVID theater, and this is based on the Reason article, it appears all those plexiglass shields that we now see that are hung and propped up everywhere we go, that have become a newly inescapable symbol of the world's new normal, may actually be making things worse by inhibiting ventilation indoors. Isn't that ironic? You, you do recall that our know-it-all bureaucrats first told us that we early on in this thing that we had to wipe down every surface with surface with its you know high alcohol content disinfectant solutions. Then they said, uh, "Well, okay, surfaces is not actually how and where this virus is transmitted." Not to mention. The, the deleterious effects of the excessive and long-term use and exposure to these antibacterials and other toxic chemical solutions that everybody was slathering all over everything and all over themselves. And then how about the, uh, you know, the six-foot social distancing edict that uh, seemed to take over the whole world? Did you know that there's not even a single study available validating that particular directive that resulted in, I mean, God, billions of those stupid stickers on the floors of nearly every single retail establishment on the planet now? I mean, somewhere, someone literally pulled this six-foot thing right out of their ass, and they did so sans anything remotely resembling science and data. And then the whole freaking world fell into lockstep. I mean, literally lockstep, but six feet apart. But wait, they then recently updated their guidance, as you remember, just a few weeks ago, telling us that, okay, three feet actually works just as well as six. Three feet should be sufficient. I mean, I, I, I can't make this shit up even if I tried. And the three feet, you know what that comes from? No, no studies, no science, no data. It's just another assumption, another thing that somebody pulled out of their rear end and, and it becomes policy. Also, did you know that the actual CDC, our revered Centers for Disease Control, has published a study on their own website in which German researchers could not identify a single example of asymptomatic spread of COVID-19? That got me going. It turns out that there are actually multiple international peer-reviewed studies that also could not trace and identify a single example of asymptomatic transmission of the disease that, you know, this disease that shut down the entire world. Meanwhile, 
uh, you know, 95% of the fear mongering uh, that was perpetuated by the medical bureaucrats, the mainstream media and social media speech overlords actually centered around the deadly ominous specter of asymptomatic super spreaders. We've all heard about it. We've debated it. We've talked about it. We've seen it. We've been accused of it. Damn it. <laughs> it turns out that simply was not happening. I have an exhaustive article uh, shortly coming up on this issue of asymptomatic spread. It'll be detailed, it'll be footnoted, and it will be a damning attack on this particular scaremongering technique that has been foisted upon us for these last 15 months. But I have to be careful (laughs) because I have to make sure that I am covering myself so that I don't get prematurely deplatformed for, you know, posting unproven or partially false information. So I will provide the CDC links every place that this video or this podcast is attached just to wet your whistle about the upcoming article, but also to pre-inform and let the fact checkers know in advance that they can bite me because this is coming straight from the CDC science and the data. That torrent is about to be unleashed. The flow of real science and real data has already surpassed that of a, you know, small trickle. Uh, It's coming through widening cracks in the dam now, and it's intensifying on a daily basis. I could actually probably synopsize all of this that I've said, you know, today on this podcast in just a single pithy thought and not have to write an entire book, you know, laying it all out. The simple generalization would go something like this. Whether we're talking about masks, asymptomatic spread, distancing, lockdowns, stay-at-home mandates, or the you know the science on the devastating effects of mass unemployment, you know those effects on the the physiological and the psychological health of a nation. Well, government, mass media, big tech, in the process of reporting on this pandemic. They dismissed decades worth of knowledge, research, science, and data on viruses. And they told us that none of that mattered leading up to this point. Not this time. Not with COVID-19. This was different. Well, you know what? It turns out they were completely wrong. Almost completely all wrong. Uh, Staying locked up inside actually we've learned, increased transmission rates and viral loads and made people sicker. They already knew that that could happen. The research of that was already in the can. Decades of mask studies shows that they were, before COVID, that they were anywhere from 93 to to 97% on average ineffective. That was the studies and the research leading up to this pandemic. Well, turns out that the studies of COVID-19's transmission shows the exact same level of ineffectivity of mask wearing, somewhere between 93 to 97%, depending upon the study and depending upon the type of mask and depending upon how you wear it, it could be 100% ineffective. And you know what? They knew this because as soon as they discovered that this was a typical aerosol transmitted virus they knew exactly that the masks were not going to work against this virus and stopping it 
they, you know, Fauci and all the other bureaucratic uh, or medical bureaucrats, they also knew that prolonged mask wearing has this myriad of downsides associated with, uh, you know, everything from mild to severe bacterial infections and then just an assload of other medically deleterious side effects. These were challenged over and over again by years of science. So how did Fauci and the rest of them respond? Well, they, they literally doubled down telling us that we needed to wear two masks instead. Double the damage. Double the fun. But, 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 but if these measures, if they, if they saved just one life, it would be worth it. Really? You understand that that saved just one life canard, that's just pure, unadulterated bullshit, and it's intellectual dishonesty. It comes with but one desired outcome, and that outcome is for the people uttering that phrase to want to control you by preying on the emotions of the fearful and the weak-minded. Don't be among those, please. We can't live and we don't govern society by that intellectually, uh, I'll use a big word, perfidious bromide. Translated? Already said it. Bullshit. If you're worried about just one life, well, then you know what we all need to do? We need to shut down our nation's highway systems. We need to fill in our backyard pools and everyone's bathtubs need to be immediately destroyed and outlawed. There should not be a single amusement park ride or even a state fair. Sugar should be illegal. And everyone must be technologically wired in and hooked into some caloric intake monitoring technology so that we none of us are allowed to then overeat and put the bad things in our body. We, we need to reinstitute alcohol prohibition, and we need to do that now if we're interested in saving one life. In fact, let's go this far. No one should ever be allowed to have sex. Because you know what the reproductive net result of that activity always ends up being? Death. Everybody born is going to die from some disease, starvation, war, murder, or by some other horrific and tragic accident or some other means. So how dare you bring into this life, into this world, anyone else, knowing the inevitable tragedy ahead for that person if you're going to base your feelings about the controls put on us during this pandemic as something that you were willing to do just to save one life. So this article from Reason Magazine reveals just one more leak in the coming torrent of real science and real math that is going to prove that government hoodwinked us on a level never before seen in any of our lifetimes, maybe, maybe even ever. So I'll provide the links to that. In fact, I'll provide the links to everything that we're talking about in this uh, podcast. And, and you can find those on our social media platforms and uh, most especially in our locals community. So will you please, I'll just one more time uh, say, please consider joining us in TPC's new community on locals. It's the pragmatic constitutionalist.locals.com. In our locals community, there's no shadow banning, there's no reach restrictions, there's no jail terms, there's no deplatforming, there's no forced content, there's no ads. It's free to subscribe, and becoming a TPC supporter there is completely voluntary. I mean, I hope you will, but at the very least, I hope you'll just come over there as a free subscriber and check us out and see what we're doing. The Pragmatic Constitutionalist. Locals. 
www.thegreatdoctor.com. And once again, because this is Memorial Day weekend, I want to say thank you and uh, honor my great uncle, Herbert Molden, for his ultimate sacrifice in uh, Italy on April 20th, 1945. For those of you that are here in uh, Central Florida, I will be in Tampa at the Great Cathedral uh, Cigars on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I'll be in Orlando. And all that information is on all of our social media platforms. So just go check us out and come see me. Thanks a bunch. Hope to see you guys soon.